Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Audio Frontier. It's Wrestling Daft. It's the Marks. And we are officially on the road to Wrestlemania. Well, we've been on the road to Wrestlemania. We're taking the junction off the road to Wrestlemania. And we're just about at the venue now. Um, hailing from Harbour, weighing in 184 pounds. I am John, producer of Wrestling Daft. I was actually the host of Wrestling Daft last week because Rab was off. Uh, and with me, uh, a man bigger than the list of people going into the Hall of Fame this week. It's Big Alex. Ooh, but I'm smaller than the queue of traffic to get into WrestleMania on the road to WrestleMania. There's only 25,000. It's not going to be that bad this year. It's only 25,000 It's not going to be like that horror show when they did it in, what was it, New Jersey? And there was all the stories of people waiting like four hours to get taxis home and stuff. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Obviously, there'll be a lot of COVID restrictions in place to try and get into the venue as well. Well, we'll see. There's been, there's been very little quarantining, I've heard, apparently, but I've not checked what's on the news this week. So. Well, it is Florida, so whatever. Just whatever is the Florida mantra for COVID, it seems to be. Uh, and let's welcome a man who's been continually trolled by pizza delivery services on his phone while trying to keep fit this week. It's Gary Cassidy from Inside the Ropes. Ah, you bet a nightmare when you only uh, start trying to do. I've been doing the DDPY as I've mentioned the past few weeks, but you know, it's like ah, I feel a wee bit, you know, a wee bit better. I'll start getting it and trying to do a run. I will say it wasn't really a run; it was walk slash jog. Like it wasn't really, I wasn't fucking Mo Farah by any means. Um, but ah, oh, nice weather, you know. Ah, feeling good about myself. Ah, check the phone message for two different pizza companies sent at the exact same minute, offering the deals on the pizzas. Obviously caved and got one a couple of days later at the weekend. But uh, what's, uh, what's exercise if you can have a cheat day? Uh, yeah, treat yourself. I mean, have uh, you ever seen The Rock's like cheat day Sunday Instagram posts? They're they're delightful. And if the Rock Mountains of pancakes. Exactly. If you can have that, you can have one pizza. It's fine. Uh, Every weekend, treat yourself a uh, weekend in lockdown, man. Why the hell not? Um, you you didn't yeah. give us your weight to this week either. So, I mean, it's weird that the two those two are coinciding, isn't it? Yes, it's very true. I need to get I need to get on the DDP yoga. I know she managed to get your girlfriend uh, into it as well, Gary. Aye, aye. So now I can date on the the big telly. We've not got the not got the biggest of spaces. We've not exactly got a home gym. Um, but I tell you what, using it on a TV rather than just using your phone, it's a, a hell of a lot better. I, me and my wife tried to do insanity together once. Oh no, I tried that uh, once yeah, and never again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was just like it. Wa- it wasn't pleasant. Like the two of us were just like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm way too scared to do yoga in front of another person. I'm also way too scared to do yoga more than a meter away from a wall because balance is not a thing that's good. And so. I'm- I've got a very low ceiling and we have to unscrew the lampshade and light bulb uh, because one of the moves <laughs> is called, uh, well, there's touchdown, but one of them is the, the diamond cutter, which you do the DDP diamond and then pull it back. So obviously you just go woof and smash the light. So, so I've just got this fear of one day going to a yoga class and falling over onto like the person next to me and starting <laughs> the pain reaction. Yeah, Alex, I can't imagine you at a yoga class. I'll be honest with you. I think you're better to do it on your own. You're just too but big. We've all got Zubas, so uh, they're the perfect yoga uh, yeah. attire. 
Absolutely. I've absolutely. not actually worn mine while doing it, so I, <laughs> I've not used mine. So, very exciting week for wrestling. I mean, it's our Super Bowl for all the wrestling fans out there. It's our FA Cup. It's the Challenge Cup final. Why are people getting so excited over the FA Cup? No one gets that excited over the well, FA Cup. Well, they used to, they used to get excited. But it was the only football game on the television. That's what people got excited about. But yeah, very excited. We've got loads of content coming up on our Patreon channel. But today we're going to get in it as much as possible in the run-up to WrestleMania. Um, and if you listen to our Patreon, we'll have more details about that later on. Um, but before we get into wrestling, before we get into WrestleMania week, we have to go to the comedy musings of Mr. Gary Castillo and his joke of the week. Uh, so I'm slacking a wee bit this week, I will say. Um, this was a, a late addition, but it's one that I've had in the back burner for a while. It's one of the, the most rubbish jokes you'll hear, but I mean, th- my most rubbish joke is still a, an 8 out of 10 joke. That's, we'll, we'll say that to begin with. <laughs> uh, but, you know, wrestlers, you always say, always turn up with your trunks or, or your attire. Because you never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to go up against. And you can always get, you know, chucked in at the last minute for a match, even if you're not expecting it. So always travel with your attire. Always travel with your boots. Anything else you guys can think of that you should travel with if you're a wrestler? Never forget. Oh. What would you never forget? You your trunks, didn't you? Because you'd need your trunks. Ah, your tr- trunks. trunks and your boots. Your trunks, your boots, um, and your belt. Ah. Well, the one thing that I would say you should always turn up with, always, always, always turn up with paper in case you face a rock. <laughs> that one didn't land. <laughs> we're, we're getting worse, we're getting worse. We're getting worse, <laughs> that, indeed. Uh, start giving them like a score every week. And you get these scorecards <laughs> and just them up. We should have the grown That's what we should have every week for Gary. I don't know, that could be misconstrued as a new thing that's going up on Pornhub, so maybe don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's just a valid point there. Uh, you can bury Gary's joke if you want. Uh, we'll be doing the burying and putting over later on. We're all focusing on um, the the main shows, and we're on Gary. You were intrigued. Uh, it was the go home raw last night, so we'll find out what happened on that with you. And we've also got the SmackDown with the New Age Mark Laws, who will be Bronze Chill and Rico joining us to, to review SmackDown. I'll do NXT, the go home towards TakeOver and Alex will be talking AEW as we get to the big shows. We're back on Fantasy Booking Island. Uh, we were booking the Orton Fiend match at Mania and what we'll make of that. So we'll find out how we got on with that. Uh, and later on in the show, we'll also be looking at a little preview towards Stand and Deliver. Uh, but first, let's cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Believe it or not, boys, I am going to cut a wrestling-based promo. Well, I did figure it's WrestleMania week, so everything has to kind of revolve around wrestling. Um, and I think I'm going to cut this promo. It's based on my viewing of NXT. It's an arc I've had about wrestling for some time now. It's the spot where all the wrestlers gather in one crowd, like... It just seems to happen. They all gather in the one place in the ring, outside the ring, whatever, and someone does a high spot, which knocks, then proceeds to knock down every single wrestler in that crowd. You know, there could be about 10 people. For example, it, on NXT, it happened at the end of the show when Io Shirai uh, went up, you know, setting up the kind of Raquel Gonzalez uh, match, and 
jumped from the top rope, and there was about 10 women. Now, Io Shirai is, one of, is pretty small, and I wouldn't expect very heavy. With her body weight, she managed to knock down 10 female wrestlers, and they were all, like, lying about as if, you know, they'd been knocked down by a car. So I'm just want to cut a promo on those particular spots, and we see it happen all the time. Matt, can I be a little AEW, Mark, and point out how AEW did that same spot better probably 10 minutes beforehand? But the general... I, I was just... going to say there was a brilliant one on AEW Dark a few weeks ago, but I don't remember the one that Alex is talking about, but there's one on AEW Dark where Ricky Starks essentially sold into getting that, and it's like, why do people not just do that? Just sell into the, the move, and you're... But uh, I kind of... It doesn't annoy me. I know it annoys a lot of people, but uh, I just think it is like 10-pin bowling. It's like, if it's got enough momentum, it will probably knock you out. Like, I'm thinking if you were to drop, like, not a feather, but if you dropped something very light, like a pencil, for for a hundred feet above, it would hurt. So it would hurt, but it's only not too down. But did you not see what they did in AEW? So they had it was during the women's match, and then Tay Conti jumps off the rope onto a pile of I think it's half Matt Hardy, half Dark Order folk, and then she doesn't knock them down. So Sheeta jumps up and jumps up on top of her. So it was during the women's match, Gary. So I'm surprised you. I'm not surprised you missed it. Unfortunately, no, I actually uh, actually missed AEW last week. So oh. aye. I missed the AEW and NXT last week. Actually, I just had to do the highlights a bit. So, yeah. aye, good fun. There you go. But uh, I mean, if ten, like, let's put it in perspective. I guess if ten grown men, right, were standing outside the ring and a, a large dog jumped at yeah, you, you aren't going to get all ten men aren't going to go down. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, know, I'd run away if that was the case. I think. I don't is actually, it not like a domino effect where, like, so say the guy in front, it's like you, ever, you know when you'd be in a crowd, right? So it's like, it's the like in front pushes yeah. forward, and then the whole crowd goes forward. It'd surely be a similar momentum situation, is that? Mm, I don't know. Anyway, I hate it. Welcome think, to physics daft. Yeah, Jim Jim Ross called it out. I think on AEW <laughs> and actually on commentary a few weeks. So they it did because that was the the infamous uh, moment where is it. I always forget his name. Brandon Cutter. Brandon Cutler. Aye, Cutler. Uh, and he responded to Jim Ross on Twitter and then the next week was pulled for his match. So, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was unrelated, of course, but uh, it was just good timing. So hopefully we won't see any of those spots at WrestleMania this weekend, but get them in the bin right now. <laughs> Every week on the marks, we look back at the big shows of the week. I handle NXT, Alex handles AEW, Gary is going to do the go-home show for Rob ahead of WrestleMania, and our boys, the New Age Mark Laws, otherwise known as Rico and Bronze Chill, they handle SmackDown for us. Um, how we doing, gents? All good, yourselves? We've got to give props right now to Bronze Chill, who is, if you if you want to see the video version, it is worth signing up to patreon.com forward slash wrestling to see the video version this week, because our man Bronze Chill has got the best sides. I've seen them all. He's got rocking the um, Matt Jackson mutton chops there and looking fantastic doing so so well done sir uh, i like to think it's a it's actually in paying homage to someone with the same name as his tag team partner rico constantino oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll call that. Partners. 
let's call it that way then. Uh, so get involved and watch the video version so you can just check out those magnificent sides. Uh, let's get stuck in um, to, because I'm, I'm really wanting to get into the Go Home show from Raw because I've not seen anything or heard anything about Raw yet and Gary's got all the info on that. So let's crack in, first of all, to AEW and Mr. Alex McRoberts. So let's go to a wrestling promotion that has fuck all to do with WrestleMania. Woo! <laughs> So it was another show when I came away with more questions than answers. So, so my main questions were, how the fuck did the marketing department let Reba's crutch's crutch shirt come out better than the Pinnacle's main branding? Just, just fucking stupid. Has Mark Quinn finally gone too far with his hairstyle? The answer to that is yes. Please get rid of that rainbow do immediately, sir. But the most important question was, how long did Jericho spend in the bathroom? So it could have been a long time. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I had one question going into Dynamite that was definitely answered, and that was, can Christian Cage still go? And the answer is fucking yes. Yes, the man can. So my first pullover of this week has got to be Christian Cage. He looked terrific. I think, Gary, were you talking a couple of weeks ago about how wrestlers just love to work with him because he makes everything so fluid? Yeah, that was the, the thing that Moxley decided to just slip into the interview. And I was like, oh, who would be the dream signing? And he's like, oh, um, uh, name this person, name that person. But uh, probably Christian, which he definitely knew at that time. But he said that him and Seth Rollins, when they were a bit younger, thought they were essentially the best workers in wrestling. Uh, and then they shared the ring with Christian and went, oh, no, wait, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so they said that ah, he's just the kind of guy that he, you know, is the, the, just like the best technical wrestler you'll face and, and a kind of guy that he thought everybody in AEW could learn from. And that was before they signed it. Before, before they signed it, obviously, <laughs> obviously we knew that he was uh, in the works there looking back. But I always think as well, I always think of Kaz in a similar ilk as well. Like I don't really remember Kaz having a bad match. So the two of them together, it just worked. I mean, don't get me wrong, Cage did look fucking gassed by the end of it. And I always find the kill switch is a bit of a silly move, as it seems people seem to reverse it quite a lot, and a lot of it gets built towards that. But he looked great. 10 points, Christian Cage. I've just realised that that match was only last week. I thought that was about two weeks ago, is, is how <laughs> long. But, uh, that was only last week. Uh, 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 that was absolutely brilliant. I think Grado mentioned it on the main podcast, but yeah. the best thing about that match was definitely just the way it was laid out, because it was laid out like a guy that, had they wrestled in years, finding his feet again and trying to work out if he could still go. So I just, I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I, I guess it's the perfect first opponent for him on AEW as well, isn't it? Yeah, and the, it was the, the, the history as well. And he totally came out to his old TNA track. I'm sure that's very similar to his old it's, it's incredibly similar. I, be, I believe there's a few wee tweaks by the guy Mikey Ruckus that does all the AEW songs, but I think... Uh, I think he said on Twitter that it had been like essentially keeping the main parts of it that he could and then just tweak the rest. Yeah, because it's the same countdown, the same. Like the minute that came up, I was like, yes, this is fantastic. I love it. Please keep it. Yeah, yeah. Where do, where do you think he goes next, Alex? I don't know. I mean, they were kind of teasing a program between him and Omega, but they seem to have diverted to get the kind of the Good Brothers versus Bucks and Moxley in the main event next week because it's WrestleMania week. And as obviously they're the last head to head against NXT, so they don't want to lose that. So they've kind of put a bit of a pause on that. I wouldn't be surprised to see him. They'll, they'll do a match with Moxley, I think. No, with uh, Omega, I think. I think that'll be further down. I think it'll be further down the line, though. I think they'll get this program out of the way at the moment. But they that's might, the match that everyone wants to see. I believe, you know, they, they might do it a double or nothing. Give him a big, yeah. big whoopaz. I give him a big one. I think everyone. Why not? Why not? I mean, I don't see him winning it, but I think it's a good. Continually, yeah, he'll be a good sponsor. Is Christian better as a heel or a face? Just a a question I'm throwing out there. It's. 
I haven't seen much. It's I don't know. I wasn't didn't really pay much of attention to his ECW championship run, where I think he was quite heavily faced. I'm used to him as a snidely cocky heel, so I like him in that role. I think it's kind of similar to the Edge thing just now, where nobody's going to obviously they've got a small crowd in, but nobody's going to boo Christian now. So I think you need to gradually turn them heel. Um, but I think he works as a face or a heel. I think he's the you know, Captain Charisma. He can do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let's move on to your buddies, Alex. I was going to bury Cutie Marshall for a cheap shot on Arn Anderson, but then we had an even cheaper shot. Don Callis' slap on Matt Jackson, the wee bastard. He's just just Don Callis every week is just making us all more angry, so it's kind of great heel work, isn't it? So he's getting the berry, which is technically like putting over a heel. You know, it's fine. So Did Cutie- we see the, the thing that, um, and it might have been coincidence, I don't know if people are giving AEW too much credit or no enough credit on it, but uh, people are calling back to, you know, obviously Cody Rhodes being stabbed in the back. They're calling back to when Jake Roberts called him Caesar because that was near the Aids of March and that's what happened to Julius Caesar at the Aids of March. So I, I don't know. I, I'm oh, not sure. That's too much. A wee bit too much credit. Because obviously much. it wasn't mentioned on commentary at all. But yeah. I was like, you know, even if it's coincidence, it's quite good. <laughs> um, what do you make of QT Marshall? There, there seems to be a hundred different stables in AEW now. What do you make of the latest one, Alex? I'm kind of... I'm kind of confused why we need to turn QT heel just now. It feels like everyone's turned heel. When was the last time we had a face turn? I mean, is Death Triangle now face? Actually, where the fuck was Pac? Because it now seems that it's Penta and Lindsay Dorado are now... Uh, you've got, um, what's his name? Laredo Kid. Yeah, Laredo Kid. came in, I'm, I'm just, I'm really confused with a lot of the factions like now. It's as if they don't know, but at the same time, COVID. So, yeah, it's a bit all over the place. What is the most, I know Dark Order's probably face just because they had to be, but what is, what's the most face faction in AEW? Would, you, would it be Inner Circle? or would it be Family? If that Because is that a faction? Is it just a group? Is it just Trady and his little butt? Is it just Cody and his uh, training? I don't I, I can't think of any of like proper faces. Oh, Jurassic oh Jurassic I Jurassic Jurassic. best friends as well. Obviously, best friends. Best friends as well. So yeah, it's just there seems to be factions galore in AEW at the moment. It would make sense. Like everyone would click up. So to me, it's always made sense that well, like in wrestling, it makes sense that people would be friends and would side with their friends in these fights. Yeah, but do you think they're leading to some sort of gang warfare type pay per view thing with all these factions? Blood and guts. If they bring it back, yeah. so that was the thing that they were originally leading in. That was was that not meant to be like essentially a war games, but it's yeah, not called war games. Is <laughs> that not elite versus inner circle that they were going for there? I I think that was going to be that. So maybe they're going to, yeah, maybe something similar. But I don't know. I think it is like it kind of reminds me of like WCW and stuff like that, where you did just have the same theme music playing twenty times throughout a show, and it was people representing different factions. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, little aside there, Alex, uh, continue. Okay, Barry number two. Tony Schiavone for using the terminology Legos multiple fucking times, right? I thought we'd got through this. I sat through an entire season. I say sat through, I loved it. I watched an entire season of Lego Masters in America and not one person used the terminology Legos once. So Why was Schiavone using the term Legos? Because uh, in part of the match is Chuck brought out fucking Legos instead of thumbtacks. That's a great guy. I never thought of that before. Why has no wrestler done this before? That I'm sure they have. Sure uh, it's been on the Indies a lot. It's, it's just never been app. used uh, on TV. So I mean, that, that does put me over nicely to my final put over. I'm sorry for not putting in the inner circle fucking pinnacle brawl, but I 
enjoyed Arcade Anarchy and the return of Chris Statlander and the return of Trent and the return of Sue. And I think Miro looked like a fucking beast in this match, actually, especially the little segment at the end when Trent got driven back in by Sue and Miro was like holding his own against the three of them and then eventually, obviously, succumbed to the fall. But yeah, it was a class match. They didn't over gimmick it. I mean, they did. I mean, obviously, they had Statlander coming out of a fucking alien machine and they had like the <laughs> whack a mole bit and, and all that jazz. So, but they didn't go too heavy on the gimmick and it all worked. It wasn't quite match of the night because I quite enjoyed the trio's match between what I was calling North versus South America, the, the Pat Patterson uh, exhibition match. But what can you do? So super quick, sorry. Like I remember the first time I came on at this show, I like I interrupted Jalex to say like I don't get Miro <laughs> and I think he's rubbish and everything like that. This is like this is the first time that I've felt in a long time like holy shit, he looks great. He was fantastic in that match. He was I, I don't even remember seeing Kip Sapien that much, but Miro was brilliant. Just bumps. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bumps. I think he had the whack a little bit at the start, then he just oh, nah, that's right. But I thought I thought he looked brilliant. Can like we he, just it's get the away way from he moves? This? He just—he's so much more fluid. He moves very much like a cruiserweight, and his kick offense is terrific. Sorry, yeah. John. But just get away from this computer game shite. It's just there's no need for this. All this arcade pish and all that. Get away and just make him a beast and just like. I think this is hopefully putting that to the bed. You've seen a lot of tension between him and Kip. They had a couple of segments of that the last week. So yeah, I think, well after that, since Kip took the pin, Miro will turn on him next week or something. Good. That's what we want. That's what I know. And uh, <laughs> John approves this turn. I approve. I approve. Yes, just getting away from all that arcade pish. But I heard it was a good match, so I, I didn't see it myself. So that's good. Let's move on to NXT then. Um, it was the go home before Stand and Deliver. So there was a lot to get in to the show, and it, that kind of leads to my kind of first buddies and putovers. Now we all we've talked about it on this show before. Is what. WWE do better than AEW and do better than probably any wrestling company is their packages and putting together packages. I thought the Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly package was great. I thought it was like, it was one of those ones you could go, yeah, that's really, really good. Um, however, there was a lot of packages. Now, I get why there's a lot of packages. So putting over that package in particular, but there was a lot of packages going throughout the show to build up two takeovers with Walter and Champa and there was there were various different things going in terms of the package but there was a lot to squeeze in and the run up to because it was the go home show before stand and deliver um, another thing that I, I, I want to bury as well um, is just well the too many packages thing but I need to also bury the fact that she does not get the chance to go for the North American title, they had the the <laughs> the eliminator personal favoritism. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just just I'm gutted. They had the obviously the, the eliminator to decide who was going to the North uh, American tournament, um, and Kashida and Pete Dunne. Now, following on from that, buddy, the fact that Kashida isn't going to get the gold, I'm hoping that's going to put um coming out of this into you know. The, the championship uh, contention. But, I mean, Pete Dunne versus Kushida at take, TakeOver, give me that all day long. That is going to be 
brilliant. I can't wait for that. Looking at uh, the takeover card, it is stacked from top to bottom. Oh, ball. yeah. We're, we're going to talk about the takeover. We're going to do a, a preview takeover later on in the show, but the card is pretty stacked. Um, so, so many good matches on that. Um, so, yeah. And a quick buddy, I hate Shotzi's how I know it's been a thing. I just hate that. I don't know why. I love Shotzi. We all love Shotzi. I hate that how I don't know why. I just... Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Um... Put over, um, oh, before quick Boa watch, Boa still hasn't wrestled. No Boa yet. Disappointing. Maybe they're saving it for WrestleMania week. Uh, it's, got, it's got to be in TakeOver. He's got to turn up and do something at TakeOver. I hope so. I hope so. Really good. Uh, sh- uh, shout out to Honorable Mention to Tyler Breeze as well, who in his match with um, uh, Santos Escobar thought it was a great match. And Tyler Breeze is just so good. I, I don't know where's Fandango, Gary. Do you know what's that? It's, he yeah, came back. It came back for injury, and then he's not been seen since. So, mm-hmm. um, but nothing's not nothing's came out about an injury, as far as I know. So I don't know. It was if just it's... very unusual because MSK came down at the end uh, to yep. kind of present him, and there was no fan dangle. So I thought there must be something going on there. But I know nothing's came out about it. But it does, you know, it's it's the most obvious thing is why would they not be there if he's just came back for an injury? Maybe it's just precautionary, or maybe it's you know a wee tweak or something. But I know yeah. nothing, nothing official on it. The idea. Yeah, um, and final put over. Um, I thought they, they they did the you know we've got Gonzalez versus Shirai uh, at Takeover, um, and they threaded that throughout the show. Basically, Gonzalez battering uh, Shirai. Shirai keep coming, kept coming at her, and Gonzalez kept basically battering her. And then we had the after the main event, we had um, Shirai coming out, and we've already talked about it about the spot. But it was great how they kept that thread going. Shirai just wouldn't be put down. Uh, and do you know what? It's, I think it's a hard match to build because, like, why would you, I, I complained about it? Why would Shirai go and challenge Gonzalez, who's like twice her height and looks like an absolute beast compared to her? Um, so, uh, but yeah, need he, that, John, you're questioning all wrestling logic and booking. I know, I know, I know. But no, it was like Shirai went and looked for the match. So, yeah, but it needed heat, and I thought that that gave the match heat. Um, so, again, it got me, you know involved for that match when it comes over to TakeOver. And on to that match of the night, I'm going to give it to Zoe Stark versus Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant women's match. And um, I'm just disappointed how the book... I mean, I know why, the obviously, they're building up Gonzalez and stuff, but I just feel so sorry for Zoe Stark. She's so talented. She's so good in the ring. Um, I think that's one of the matches, and it's like, I annoy myself with these matches because I thought the exact same thing. Where, like, I was like, why have they booked that match? I know. And then I was like, wait, I think if I was a wee bit younger and wasn't they quite as, you know, I wouldn't say knowledgeable about wrestling, but wasn't they quite so over, you know, overthinking everything that happens, I'd be like, man, that's a perfect match before TakeOver because it's like, you know, the, one of the strongest booked people that you can get against somebody that looks like they're going to be one of the strongest book people. Yeah. Doesn't really hurt her, I don't think, but I was the same when I first realised that was a match that was going to happen. I was like, oh, I don't know if we need it quite so soon. But she She's going to be an absolute star. She's going to be an absolute star. And again, just another example how stacked the women's division is in NXT. Just really, really good. So yeah, that would be my match of the night. And shout out to Ellie and I, obviously, going all the way in the, the Gauntlet Eliminator. Uh, he's going to be a, a great character in NXT. Just his promo work is just brilliant. Love him. Love him to bits. Um, so that's it from NXT. Let's hand over to our SmackDown tag team, the new Age Mark Laws. And we'll start off this week with Rico. And what's your first put over, my friend? 
Uh, first put over this week was uh, Edge's promo at the start of the show. Um, he came out and looked much more intense than uh, he has done the last few weeks. And he sort of he said that he finally sees the rated R superstar in the mirror. So it feels like the rated R superstar is back. Uh, and if he wasn't, uh, if he wasn't going towards being a heel before, then he it seems like he definitely is now because I don't I don't think he can be. I say I face in that capacity, and I'm annoyed that he's um, he's thrown out the dynamics of my little Dungeons and Dragons thing. Oh. That I had. <laughs> <laughs> he's now just he's now definitely just evil. He's now okay, now, I'm, oh, raging with that, but um, it, it, it feels a little bit like they're pulling the trigger too early with uh, with him becoming that sort of full on heel. Um, I, I did think that they could have. They could have profited from having bad guy, good guy, neutral guy, and then maybe at the end of the match at WrestleMania, they could have had Edge full on becoming a heel. But um, I'm not mad at seeing Radar Superstar back at all. So yeah, that'll be my first I think, over. I think they maybe rushed that a week because they decided that next week's SmackDown is WrestleMania pre-show instead of SmackDown Go Home Show. Night one of WrestleMania, essentially. <laughs> What do you think they'll do on, on SmackDown with to advance? Because for me, that was almost like a full stop on, right, we'll, the next time we'll see this is at WrestleMania. But I'll be interested to see what they do on SmackDown Friday night to, to kind of further the, the kind of story on. I don't want to give any spoilers, but we... Two hours, it's going to be great. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't want to give any spoilers, but we didn't see the big traditional pull-apart brawl on Raw last night, so... Always scope for them to do that with three folk rather than two. Since we seem to see that every WrestleMania, that, that is true. Because I mean, say, obviously at the end of SmackDown, that was Daniel Bryan that was left standing tall at it. So, um, and that means he's not winning the title <laughs> at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, no one's I, been arrested yet either. So, like, I mean, someone always gets arrested. In <laughs> well, that's in true. So, like, so maybe next week that's what that's going to be all about. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I you know it is. It's like. Do you think he's went full heel then, Edge? Or do you think... I, I'm still just thinking he's just a bit tweenery because obviously Dan, then Daniel Bryan basically just ran up and kneed him in the face uh, at the end his, of the match. His promos throughout the night were... were I think they verged a little bit more towards the heel side of things. Like, it, yeah. it didn't feel like... I didn't feel like Stone Cold, you know, back in the day when he was having a promo and you know being the sort of anti-hero type guy, but it just felt like he was just kind of being a bit of a dick throughout <laughs> Edge. So I don't, I don't know. It just it feels like he's going towards being a heel now for me. Do you think that this all leads then to Daniel Bryan taking the title? Do you think? Well, maybe this is all the ploy. No. Edge, Edge turns heavy face and then helps Edge win the title, or, or he helps Bryan win the title or something. I don't know. No, I'm I'm going to stick with Roman Reigns retaining. Right, <laughs> just, I'm just going to stick because I'd like to see uh, Edge and Daniel Bryan um, go up against each other. But as as you said a couple of weeks ago now, Alex, like they don't they don't need the title for that to be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe Roman Reigns needs someone fresh to face, uh, and it's a really good chance maybe for someone else. To step up into the title scene as well, such as a big E if he loses his Nigerian drum fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing about that match is, you know, because 
you know, it's probably going to be the last match we see at WrestleMania. I believe it is night two and it will be the main event. Um, they always, 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 or almost always, have the face lift the title at the end of the night. But they almost always have Roman Reigns win at the end of the night. And then obviously you've got Edge as well, who's got the, the perfect story. And it's like, all three of them are people that I would be like, well, obviously WWE's going to have them win. But that probably is what makes it a brilliant main event. I just I, I kind of with you on this leave the belt on Roman though, but I think he's the one that needs it the most. It's the same as like that whole situation with Miz and the belt, isn't it? It's it's the prop for the character, and right now that is the right prop for that for the right character. I've kind of changed my mind. I think they should um, not have Roman Reigns win it, but not take the pinfall, and then have Drew McIntyre win, and then Roman Reigns to Raw because that would be your your ratings boost for Raw. Mm, but then at least SmackDown really open then, does it? Ah, Edge, Edge and Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Aye, I think you're fine now. Yeah, Rollins okay. as well up there. So ah, uh, you've got uh, SmackDown is, and Cesaro as well. You can easily yeah, chuck him up there. I think SmackDown's fine with it. Roman Reigns, I would get Reigns straight out of Raw, having no lost, you know, the title himself. I would chuck him in with with Drew McIntyre for the SummerSlam match. Good shout, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to a buddy then from Mr. Bronze Chell from SmackDown. So something that's really bugging my happiness at the minute is just the flow of the show. So they had Carmella come out, then they went to an ad break, then they had a recap video of Sammy and Kevin Owens, then they had a Kevin Owens backstage segment where Sammy Zayn jumped them, then they had a recap video of Sasha with Bianca, then they had a Bianca backstage promo, and then Bianca entered her match to take on Carmella. <laughs> Carmella's just so, sitting in the ring waiting for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> At least she's got a smelling oh. instead of a wine. You know? just... Yeah. <laughs> but it was literally a two-minute match. So she was probably stood in the ring for about 10 minutes for this squash match. It was just really pointless. Yeah. Um, I, I saw that myself and thought, that's very bizarre. I don't know how they've... You've, you think, have they messed up the order here and the timings or, you know, how, I don't know how, it was very strange, it's very strange. Um, let's stick with you then, Bronze, for your, your uh, put-over. So, for my put-over, I'm on suit watch again, but it's not the usual suspect. So, we discussed a couple of weeks ago that we think that certain roster members are sharing clothes. So, Beth Phoenix put up a picture where she is wearing Sami Zayn's suit. they'll definitely they've definitely got some kind of communal wardrobe because i'm certain that charlotte flair and seth rollins one's the same as well and then the it was either matt hardy or chris jericho Uh, uh, that is 100 percent the same suit there's no way there's two of those suits in the planet yeah um obviously talking about the Sami Zayn um hang on before we carry on with the wrestling can i just quickly refer reference a bit of clothing put over this is just as relevant Yeah, we're in the season of the Panini sticker books, right? Yeah, I've seen on Twitter today some guy has made a suit out of all his spare Panini stickers. It's oh, quite oh. glorious. I will tag you with it on on Twitter for, for later on, and it was terrific. Sorry, carry on with the wrestling. Carry <laughs> on with the wrestling. <laughs> oh, that was just the best thing I've seen all day. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about obviously they had the you know the setup for Sami Zayn and then Logan Paul obviously kind of involved in there. What is going to happen with that WrestleMania, Gary? What's happening with Logan Paul? Well, apparently now they showed the graphic last night and they've done it and chucked Logan Paul on the match graphic, uh, which I hate. But um, aye, so they've got your Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn. Then Logan Paul was in the middle of it and I'm like, 
please don't make him a special guest referee or something along the lines. It, they, they played it off in commentary as in Sami Zayn has invited them to WrestleMania. So maybe he's just going to be sitting somewhere. Um, but I, I think it is just one of the ones you mentioned it last week. I wrote a big article on like the 10 biggest celebrity appearances at WrestleMania. They, they go back to WrestleMania 1. It's essentially the reason WrestleMania was created was to bridge wrestling and pop culture. So I can't really criticize them for doing it you know bring in as many celebrities as you want for for this one night if it's going to bring their eyes to the product no saying it will no saying it won't but i i, I just still want to at least take a stunner just take a stunner and then we'll all be happy yeah mm-hmm. exactly uh, and let's go to you for um your buddy rico <laughs> um right so there was a Shayna baszler versus natalia Bell to bell, that match was 34 seconds long. There was a post-match beatdown. Shayna Baszler looked totally unbothered about losing the match, uh, and the commentators still said the tag champs are the dominant women in the division. Loads of tag teams spilled out to the ring, and there was a big brawl that ensued. Overall, the preamble, uh, the entrances, the match itself, the brawl, uh, it was all five minutes long. Five minutes. I thought that was just like I think I saw somebody writing on about writing about it on an article uh, on a, a forum and saying that they're starting to treat um, the women's division a little bit like they treated them during uh, the divas era, where they got like two minutes in the ring and that was kind of it, and then they were an afterthought, and it kind of felt like that with this, where they've obviously got the women's tag team titles. Um, to do something with who knows what's happening with them maybe they'll be getting defended at WrestleMania maybe they won't um, but it all just it all feels really rushed it feels like there's no thought in it whatsoever I don't think it's doing anyone any favours especially someone like Shayna Baszler who gets pinned on a, a a small package reversal and she gets up and she's just like oh well and then just starts battering Natalia after the match and walking around like nothing's happened and it kind of left a wee bit of a sour taste in my mouth it kind of yeah. just made everything feel un- unimportant about that segment it might as well have just not been on the show and- they, seem to, they seem to care about the two top belts as if to make it out like look we care about women's wrestling then when it comes to the rest of the division they're like we don't have to care about this now because we have two very heavily promoted main belts the rest of the women's division can just go and where, where's Bailey? Where's Bailey? I mean, that's you know she's been posting missing for the last month, month and a half of television. I, you know, not seen hey, hey, my, The theory is potentially that Bailey comes out and you know op, puts an open challenge out on WrestleMania night one, and then perhaps you see Ronda Rousey or something come in in night two, and have Bailey, which would be very nice to see. But I just I don't know, or maybe it's Tessa Blanchard. There's rumours of Tessa Blanchard being trained with Bailey and Sasha. But I mean, it I just don't want to very... dampen your spirits, John. But I would maybe not have that as an expectation. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> stop trying to like expect that Tessa Blanchard is going to turn up in WWE every week. You seem to tease this, and I don't know where you get it from. And you do it when there's no crowd as well, because she would just, I mean, you could have her come in as a heel, but she would just get booed at the building as well. But um, no, I I, I think it's, if anything happens with Bailey, a lot of people are saying maybe she'll team up with Charlotte and be added to this tag team turmoil match, which we'll get into. Um, But I'm not sure. I'm not sure we even see her, her or Charlotte. 
which would be surprising. Uh, I saw a, a brilliant stat last year. The only four horsewomen who leave WrestleMania with a title was Sasha Banks. This year, she's the only four horsewomen gone into WrestleMania at all, but the only one going in with a title as well. So. Very. What's the back? Have you got any background on the Bailey thing, Gary, or is it just no? She's not getting used for WrestleMania. I think you know. I don't. I, I wouldn't like to speculate on this too much. Um, but I asked, and I was kind of told, no, nothing's really been said backstage. But the person that said to me said, opinion-wise, it's worth remembering how much of a difficult past few months she's had. You know, brother went missing, broke up with a long-term partner, all this kind of thing. And just creatively, I mean, she ended a belter, a storyline, an amazing, you know, you've not seen many better years than Bailey had last year. Um, that came to an end. And then the Bianca Belair thing, it did seem like she was kind of maybe a catalyst just to get Bianca Belair into the position of facing Sasha. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it's creative. I'm not sure if it's personal. But it would seem like she was being shoehorned in now, I think, if she was to be added right. to WrestleMania. I was saying that, I mean, when we talk about Raw, we'll talk about shoehorning stuff in. Um, but it would seem like she was getting shoehorned in at this stage. So yeah, I'm not sure. I, I I think it's maybe worth, you know, not everybody has to be on WrestleMania, even if they have had the most spectacular year ever. So maybe it is just the kind of thing where fresh start afterwards. Maybe chuck it on Raw. Again, that's just my solution to everything. <laughs> I need to stay up and watch Raw. Chuck on the good Get them on Raw. Raw. We get the fucking ratings. Do it, please. Uh, I'll be interested in what happens. Um, Sorry, has anybody seen, is there a women's battle royal this year? I know that they've moved the men's Andre the Giant to smart. Down well, sorry, WrestleMania SmackDown this Friday. Is there a female battle royal this they year? Seem to be doing no. tag team female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, been, it's apparently been scrapped in favour of tag team turmoil. So all right, okay. But uh, there was um, wrestle votes actually put up earlier on today that the original plan was that they were going to have, and this is going to lead into something that I hate as well. But um, the original plan was they were going to have night one instead of tag team turmoil, a battle royal with two winners and the two winners would form a team to take on the you know mm. women's tag team champions so at least that's not happening yeah. <laughs> if we're not going <laughs> to battle royal at least it's not that battle royal yeah. uh, <laughs> right uh, match of the night gents uh, are we going to be agreed this week or is it going to go two different ways uh, Rico come to you first well, I thought most of the matches were pretty poor so I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan versus the J.O. so in the street fight at the end of the night Um Edge was good on commentary at ringside, doing his shit stirring. Roman Reigns watching the top of the stage was pretty good. And they keep saying that Jey Uso is main event Jey Uso now. And I, I have to agree with him. I think he's just, he's come on leaps and bounds over the last year. He's been brilliant. Uh, so yeah, that was my match. Of the night, I think. Bronze, in agreement? I'm kind of going to go the other way. I did enjoy that bit. If you're listening to this and you're going to check one thing out about SmackDown, please go out and watch Sami Zayn's trailer for the documentary. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Logan Paul aside, you could tell that he was having fun. He was dancing in the ring. The trailer was incredible. You know, there was pyramids, aliens. He was asked if he's a flat earther. Um, and he's now just developed a strange dislike for zebras. So, yeah, just go and check it out. <laughs> 
Um, I, I mean, I guess the build to this is it's, they've rushed the build, obviously, to Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn. Um, but at least there's kind of reason behind that. Basically, Kevin Owens just want to batter it out of Sami Zayn, batter him to the senses. I believe that is now. Mm. So at least they've got some sort of storyline and build going into it. They've turned Sami into an absolute conspiracy theorist, mad guy now. So I mean, that's been building with him. But at least there's background to that match now, which is good. Guys, thanks very much for that. Um, let's move on to Gary, and it was the go home for Raw. No, no, we have to jump in with a quick, uh, quick one-minute conversation about Sakura Genesis that happened on Monday evening in Japan. That was before Raw. Thank you very much, John. Right, sorry, uh, and then we can move on to Raw. Uh, <laughs> right, well, very quickly, God has been denounced. We have a new IWGP Divas champion in Will Ospreay, and he celebrated his victory in a $500 pink bathrobe with sparkling water. It was weird. Carry on. So raw. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, so raw as I go home. Show you know I actually don't remember the last time we had an incredible go home show. So I feel like we just don't get these amazing go homes anymore. And SmackDown is obviously going to be the actual go home. But I think a few things have been built well, and two of them I'm actually going to combine in my first put over. The first one is Bad Bunny. <laughs> no, never in a million years did I think I'd be saying Bad Bunny would be a put over uh, but the guy I think has just taken to the wrestling industry like a duck to water without actually having to be too involved in terms of physicality uh, they done all the right things last night although big wrestling cliche that we always get if somebody mentions on commentary the price of something it's getting destroyed so Bad Bunny entered in his 3.6 million dollar car this $3.6 million Bugatti, and yeah, we'll mention $3.6 million five times. Ah, now it's time to have Miz and Morrison jump in, chuck a load of paint over it. Um, Miz, I mean, I think the guy's got a career as, a, career as an artist. They've done the Bad Bunny logo about as crisp and smooth as I've seen anybody ever draw. No, I've seen it drawn a lot, but you know, as much as you'd see somebody draw a logo using water-based paint that's obviously going to get washed off on a car, guy done a good job. Uh, but no, Bad Bunny... Went out and cut a promo uh, afterwards. Really lengthy promo, like ridiculously lengthy promo, intertwining between um, English and Spanish as well, and very impressive in terms of not having to take a breath in between doing so. You know, obviously he's been brought in to, to kind of encapture more or capture more of the, the kind of Latin-based audience. Why no? I, I think if you're using celebrities like this, it's a brilliant way to use them. He... He sold the attack for Miz really well, Miz and Morrison at the start. Cut the promo really well. And then also, they've now confirmed, Shoehorn in, Damien Priest and John Morrison, they're cleared for action. We'll make it a tag team match. While it's a bit like, nah, wait, I mean, either you've seen it coming or why are they announcing it this late? Don't really care because it's quite, you know, it's, it's going to give Damien Priest a spotlight that he never had and John Morrison had. Always happy seeing John Morrison in action. So I, Bad Bunny, absolutely incredible. I think I think he's. Uh, I've heard that he's doing a lot of good things, and a lot of people have reported he's doing a lot of good things in terms of you know Triple H mentioned on the the media call he was asked and he said Bad Bunny moved himself to Orlando just to train and get himself as trained and as prepared as he can be. So I can't wait to see what he does at WrestleMania, and that leads on to just another we mention. In terms of presentation, they've done Bad Bunny the right way, but another guy that they've done the right way is Omos. And I just think he... I, I don't remember the last time they built somebody so well and again used them minimally and built them so well. And I can't wait to see what he does. 
the only way they could get almost wrong though for me is if he comes out in the giant Gonzalez costume. I, I genuinely think that's the only thing they could do to make me be put off him. Well, but aye, bad money, no boss. Underground segment where he just does a raw underground challenge each week, and it's just called Challenge Almost. I, I wouldn't mind. I actually think they should bring him back in all three capacities and just never reference he's the same guy and have the three pieces <laughs> almost. Have him as like the giant ninja, the the bodyguard security guy, and then have a almost. But I, I just think they've built those two really well. And, you know, people always, I, I'm I'm a big critic here. I always say, Shane Baszler, how have we got here? I really hope that's not where we go with almost and Bad Bunny if he sticks around. But they've just built them well, so they need to be the first put over. However, <laughs> there's always a however. I we've mentioned it a few times, and it's been kind of building it over the past few weeks as well. The women's division, uh, like they're using Ripley really well, and and you know Asuka still, whenever she's on screen, makes the most of the minutes. But last night on a three-hour RAW, we had less than fifteen minutes of women's wrestling. <laughs> and the stuff we did get was our best as well. Um, no, in terms of the actual you know, performance that happened, but we had the coexist storyline again, which we referenced a couple of minutes ago. Rhea Ripley and Asuka, why were they teaming up in the first place anyway? It was a non-title match, so it's not really going to benefit anybody, them either winning or losing against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Maybe it gives Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax a wee bit of momentum. That ship's kind of sailed already anyway. Um, so they done, you know, they done that match. Had Rhea Ripley turn on Asuka. I guess it, you know, it gives you the dynamics. But now Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler have pinned all four women that are in singles matches at WrestleMania this year. Or they've defeated them, sorry, in, in the, the space of a couple of weeks. So having made your women's tag team division no look very good, you've, you know, you've tried to make it look stronger and ended up just diminishing the singles matches that are taking place at WrestleMania. Um then they botched it after that because they announced that on night one of WrestleMania, we're getting a tag team turmoil match where the winners will face the, the night two, um, you know, the champions on night two, which we've already spoken about. Don't need to talk about that too much, apart from the fact that they announced it on Raw, big graphic on screen, big graphic on the WWE Twitter with four teams. And then the WrestleMania Twitter had a graphic with five teams. And the fifth team is essentially no almost definitely a spoiler for SmackDown because they had Billy Kay and Carmella on the poster, yet Rico's covered his ears. <laughs> Apologies, because this is definitely something that we're going to get on SmackDown now. Um, but they had Billy Kay and Carmella on the poster. Oh, they're not actually a tag team. We know they've been talking back and forth, but we've not actually seen them in tag team action or anything. And then, as if almost by amazing coincidence, we cut backstage... <laughs> To a segment where all the women's teams are confirmed are arguing with the tag team champions. Billy Kay marches in and says that she is, you know, don't write her off. She wants to have her shot as well. And they say, but you've not even got a tag team partner. And she says, no, Carmella's still looking over my resume. And it's like, well, with the, we're, you know, a daft social media guy has just ruined the, the full the full kind of payoff. I know that it's going to be a big payoff anyway. Well, the worst thing is that man probably gets paid more than any one of us on this podcast does in their day job. Like, well, he gets paid a lot. It, was, Sorry, it was just a WrestleMania account. So again, I, I like I'm like it surely can he be the same person on the WWE account because they could have just put a simultaneous tweet 
So I'm like, did I hire somebody just for the WrestleMania account as well? And if so, you have like a pay per view person and then a show person. And- well, thank you all the people that have, because thank you all the social media accounts that WWE's got. Like, it's like man, if they've got somebody for each of it, which I, I know they've got one for NXT because we know that he got sacked a few months ago and they, they had to hire a new one. Um, but no, it just it was just like, you know, communication. And I get it, mistakes happen. And after that kind of thing happens, it's like, what do you do? Because he, like it's too late to pull the segment. You need to just let it air, and then people criticize it, and then people like me get to write an article on it saying, "Oh, big spoiler!" And uh, everybody clicks on it, so it's all good. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I've buried it, but I mean, I've got a cheek to over, really. <laughs> I got a bit of cheek to bury it. Um, you got you done our buddy, or is that just that? The other buddy is essentially one that we had last week, but I'm still raging about it. It's the fucking Matt Riddle sandals turning into parrots. That's <laughs> 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 the same. <laughs> <laughs> they, they done it again. Bronze Choo Choo is gone, but the, the Riddle Parrots have stayed. <laughs> if you wanted to keep one of them, I'd have kept the Choo Choo. That's the worst part. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, Maybe at WrestleMania, they'll, they'll go all out in Riddle and they'll have real parrots. Can, oh. Can we turn them into a magician for no reason other than Vince McMahon thinks it's hilarious? They also, no, gave, no. Him a, they also gave him a long spoken promo, uh, despite him forgetting his lines last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, learn your lessons guys <laughs> it was backstage so although the last one was backstage and it also messed up but I I mean if I was going to be harsh I would bury the full show but at the same time it had a couple of eight bits and it was just a nothing show it wasn't particularly bad it wasn't particularly good um, the other put over this I'm really transparent here I don't need to say too much Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre they have they built it really well. I've said everything over the past few weeks about how they've made both guys look strong, run in parallel. They've not really had Bobby. I don't remember Bobby Lashley being pinned apart from, you know, when he, when he was pinned by Drew McIntyre last. I don't think there's been one since. And I'm no certain on that, but if I don't remember it, that's a good thing. So it looks strong. Um, and obviously, Drew McIntyre's only pinfall came, you know, expense of Bobby Lashley. So I, I think they've just built that really well. Didn't need the Corbin part yet, but. I've ran out of berries, so I can't really mention that. But I, I just think that's good. Can we go back to the flying birds? I've now seen the flying birds. And as someone that feverishly criticizes the 3D department at WWE, this has to be by far their worst piece of work. It's the camera edit as well. They just cut like 90 degrees and oh. And they're just like, they're, they're just like, it's like somebody's put these birds on paint and hit the fill button. Because they're they like rendering the retina and they're like, they just don't look. I know how you make it look realistic, but they don't look realistic. <laughs> they could just use a fucking 2D Photoshop film over the top and it would look, but ah, oh, Wow. So, you know, the go home show for Raw ahead of WrestleMania, and it sounds pretty bad. Oh, uh, it, was, it was dire. Um, we did get one good match, and it's not even making it to my match of the night. But one good match that we got was a uh, Riddle v. Ali. Riddle, I mean. A lot of people hate the guy, and I get why, and he's obviously a contentious guy. He's killed every time he's been in the ring for me. I think every time I watch a Riddle match, I'm like, this guy's fucking brilliant at professional wrestling. Uh, even though his character is pretty bad, and you know, obviously people question other things about him, but he's brilliant in the ring. But I'm not getting my match of the night. My match of the night is Braun Strowman beating Elias and Jackson Riker, because I like seeing Jackson Riker lose in a matter of minutes. So anytime he loses in a matter of minutes, that's going to be my match of the night. How far is Elias falling away as well? You know, like he feels so bad for the guy. Yeah, well, I love Elias, and he's just falling totally away from from anything. You know, a guy that was 
you know, was it WrestleMania last year? He was, you know, he's been out doing the, the songs, you know, he was getting... Shared the ring with Undertaker, shared the yeah. ring with John Cena. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was told just last year, oh, he's a guy that WWE have got massive plans for because, you know, it seemed like he moved for... Did he moved to SmackDown to Raw last year, and then mm-hmm. on the Raw segment or the Raw um, show immediately after, he had a, a, a full gig essentially. He played like three songs, and then yeah. you know it was just I was told that he's a guy they're heavily invested in. They know that they can rely on him. They can chuck him out there, and they can fill any amount of time. And then the, it gets paired with Jackson Riker, and it just seems to have killed all momentum he had. I know they had massive momentum in terms of wins, but you know we just don't really care about him anymore. Which is a bit of a shame. Do you think that was a problem with him though that he would he'd come out and entertain the audience, sing songs, you know, poke fun at audiences uh, and stuff like that, and then his his matches. His, I don't know if he's had a like a good match. Like his matches just seem to fall by the wayside. They're they're like right. his matches as a professional wrestler are an afterthought to his yeah. entertainer. And I, I always thought that was kind of going to be a problem. But they had a belt away. A couple of matches, a couple of wrestlers like that. I mean. Is Scotland's favourite professional wrestler who does a podcast? No. Elias had that. Um, he had an amazing match with John Cena, and I think it was about three years ago now as part of the Open Challenge. And I was like, right, here we go. We actually can see what he can do. And I know that the, you know, the facial comparisons are the same, but I was like, this guy reminds me of Macho Man Randy Savage. He even had the flying elbow and everything. I was like, oh, we're, we're going to kick on. He's going to get the push. And three years later, here we are. So... <laughs> so I and I don't even think they're I, I think they're in the battle royal so I don't think they're on Wrestlemania but the sad thing is we don't get to see Elias at Wrestlemania but the good news is we don't need to see Jackson Riker at Wrestlemania there so. you are yeah, every technically you that. do know Smackdown Smackdown is Wrestlemania Gary uh, night one of three nights on? of Wrestlemania so I guess uh, I guess I'll, I guess we'll see him in the battle it's royal WrestleMania like, it's a Wrestlemania pre-show it still technically counts doesn't it you get aye aye yeah. aye they'll probably not get the same wage but you never know <laughs> Well, that's it. The road to WrestleMania is just about complete. Um, we'll find out all about WrestleMania on next week's show. Uh, thank you very much to the New Age Mark Laws. Enjoy WrestleMania, gentlemen. Hopefully you'll be able to join us for a watch along on Patreon. That'd be great to see you. Uh, and remember, if you want to buddies and putovers before WrestleMania, you can do that on the main show. Get onto our Twitter, Wrestling Daft on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just plain old Wrestling Daft on the Facebook. So you've heard me mention the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. It's where you will get more content, not only from the marks, but also from Rabbit Gradle as well. We've got lots of tiers set up there, and it's the kind of tiers you want to get involved with, not any of these COVID tiers. Um, Cruiserweight Champion, you'll get three quid a month. you get the video version of this show, plus ad-free versions, early access, uh, vote on the... List of wrestling daft, vote on Fantasy uh, Book Island, which we've got coming up in a bit. Uh, IC Champions Tier 2, it's about £7 a month. Video version of Rabbit and Grado on the flagship show. Getting invited to our Patreon only pay per view parties, which we're doing for WrestleMania this weekend, where you'll also be able to get involved in a special WrestleMind the Buzznox WrestleMania quiz, which we're going to do for fabulous prizes ahead of the big show. Plus, we're going to have bonus episodes up this week as well. We're going to do two bonus episodes with the WrestleMania preview with us, and uh, Rabbit and Grado are going to be ranking their favourite Wrestlemania matches as well. At Tier 3 World Heavyweight Champion, uh, you'll get Wrestling Daft t-shirt if you're signing up for a minimum of three months. Chance to be 
first chance to come on to be a mark on the show or do the running with Rab and Grado. We're going to add more stuff into that tier because we were shortchanging you because you're meant to get tickets for live events when they were happening, but that's obviously not happened now. We've even stopped making jokes about that. It's I know, exactly, exactly. So lots to get involved with, lots of extra content, loads up there already that you'll get for free for signing up. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Get involved in our roster. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. Um, lots of of Wrestlemania chat this week Gary because obviously everyone's out doing press ahead of the shows this weekend uh, and let's kick off with the reason that the Battle Royale, the and- Andre Ro- uh, the Giant Battle Royale has been moved to Smackdown which I think is a bit obvious but we'll see it's news anyway Aye, very obvious um, essentially, you know, why would you have the first match in front of a crowd where <laughs> one that people aren't very invested in? Um, so it's been moved to, to SmackDown. Uh, Dave Meltzer reporting um, that uh, essentially he had some clarification and it was to shorten the run, run time of WrestleMania. Uh, and obviously just because the first, you know, the, the, they've mentioned there's probably not going to be a, a kickoff that's got a match. Um, so made more sense to just chuck it on Friday night. The thing is, yeah, again, there's no stakes. So it's not as if anybody's fighting for a shot to be on the WrestleMania card or, or like anything like that. So we've got a we've got a multi-man battle royal for SmackDown. I'm sure it'll be fun to watch because it means we'll have, you know, a lot of Raw superstars there. And and obviously Raw is the A show. So so I uh, will see what happens there. Am I not <laughs> the only one that's so happy to hear the words to keep WrestleMania short? <laughs> Short, short within WrestleMania confines. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be two hours long. But if we can keep both nights under three and a half hours, I'll be delightful. It's WrestleMania, you can have three hours, but any longer than that, over two nights. Well, you get you get to win the big Rondry the Giant um, trophy, and you get to stand by it with your arms folded. Uh, So that's I've had two weeks. What I've always thought, like what you know, obviously you get traditionally gold, silver, and bronze. What is that supposed to be? Is it like some weird kind of off spew colour? It looks gold, does it not? I think it's it's that very shiny gold that they make the slammies, that, you know, gold-plated, very plasticky, metallic gold. Um, I, good news for you, Alex, because apparently they do want to keep the WrestleMania runtime at three and a half hours. It's the so I think we've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Who is winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale? I'm going to give you my two, uh, pick. Akira Tozawa. <laughs> I, I was going to say, does it matter? <laughs> but you look, at, look at some of the talent that's involved in it. I mean, you've got Jeff Hardy in there. You've you got Na- Nakamura's in there. I'd get a Jey Uso. Just to give him something. Just give him a Jey Uso. Oh, Cesaro versus Seth, obviously. No, I'd, I'd just... And Cesaro's a former winner. Did nothing for him anyway. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll go Jey Uso. I think it's an obvious one, but, but I think it doesn't really matter who... Is, uh, I'd like it to be a surprise. I'd actually have liked to have seen them chuck an NXT name or two in there, but I get why they're not doing it. So 
I get yeah, well. I we, I'm just that obvious. I think they're always quite good at kind of surprising. Sometimes they've had quite a big surprise winner. Sorry, John. Here's a blast from the past. I didn't even for, I completely forget. Umberto Carrillo. Um, Aye, and he's built a tank now, so he could be. Uh, he he's been hitting the gym since like. They've kept it. They've kept his physique under wraps when he's been on Raw. So maybe they're going to let him come out and be like Heidenreich or Ryback or something. Yeah, there you go. So we'll wait and see with bated breath who won that. It has no the Andre the Giant uh, battle royale. The winners haven't really went on to you know cover themselves. Didn't see that Corbin Cesaro. Corbin has never won a singles championship. No. Oh, oh, um, United States. Did they win the United States title? Did he? I'm not sure. I don't think he did. Maybe didn't, maybe didn't he? Uh, ask you. Um, anyway, so there we go. That's happening on Friday on SmackDown to keep the runtime of WrestleMania down. Um, Drew McIntyre out doing yes, press as well. Um, and he has been talking about the NXT superstars he'd like to face. And there's quite obvious names, I think. Aye, that's the that's most obvious one. I still, you know, people always say these questions can be a wee bit boring when they're asked, but I still like asking them. I still like hearing answers to them. Um, but Drew McIntyre was asked what NXT uh, folk he'd like to face by WWE on BT, you know, the BT Sport official account. Uh, and he mentioned Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, the kinds of folk you would, you know, we've seen him with Adam Cole before. I don't remember if he's faced Gargano. I don't know. I don't think that match, I don't think their paths crossed on NXT because it wasn't there very long. Um, but I mentioned him, mentioned Karrion Cross as well, which was a very interesting one, I thought. Uh, yeah. and, and Champa as well, saying that they go way back. Yeah, he said Gargano. He's actually fought in. Indep- he's had a couple, some significant matches on the independent scene with. Ah, uh, yeah, I know they faced on the Indies. I was trying to think. Sorry, I, I bothered that horribly. I was trying to think if they faced each other in NXT. Would it have been an evolve? They had a lot of history because is that not where Champa was and Drew? Most Drew likely, I was there doing a lot during his te- during his Impact one. Most likely, I um, but I so he rhymed off a load of those names. Uh, obviously, a load of media happening as well. I'll sneak in Maui uh, plug that I got a question in with Triple H on the, the NXT TakeOver media call and got buried. Uh, <laughs> didn't really get buried as such, but um, I mentioned the big news that we had uh, last week, late last week, where Chris Jericho is going to be on the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, obviously, NXT moving nights. That was the second question, or second or third question up, and I was like, ah, chuck out your barber in here and see how it goes. Uh, oh, Triple H, um, don't call him that, call him Paul, obviously, because... I'm a mark. No, you um, don't. You call him Mr. Levesque. <laughs> Mr. Game. <laughs> How's it going, Mr. <laughs> Game? Uh, I was like, uh, Paul, so, um, you know, your NXT is moving a uh, Tuesday night. So, obviously, we've get, that means that we'll have uh, AEW and NXT on different nights. We've got an AEW star coming to WWE to do a wee bit of network stuff and Chris Jericho. Um, do you think we might see the companies working together in the future? And they hit me with, I don't know how that correlates, but. <laughs> no, I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but he gave me an answer anyway, saying, you know, the doors are always open. Vince McMahon has always been adamant, which played into my joke with the stand and deliver thing by saying the word adamant. Um, but he's like, Vince McMahon's always been adamant that we're open for business and, and all that kind of thing. But somebody else did also ask him about, um, is there too much wrestling on the? And they essentially said, no, 
Uh, that's a load of nonsense. We are making that available. People can choose what they want to watch. Nobody's forcing you to watch. So, <laughs> so good fun media-wise. Everybody's in a good mood and we'll see how the rest of the week goes media Good guys must be really stressed out. You've got the biggest show of the year and then we've got, like, you've got to do all this media stuff as well. I, it's like, I know you're busy organising all these uh, fucking matches and events for the next week. Do you want to talk to these 12 guys that want to ask you questions that are going to piss you off? <laughs> there was also one murder, a nice wee one in that for Alex McCarthy of TalkSport who asked him, um, he had essentially asked AJ Styles a few months ago, we covered it on this podcast about who he'd have liked to have faced at WrestleMania and he named Triple H. So he asked Triple H why it didn't happen. <laughs> and Triple H was just like, I've not got the capacity, both in terms of the time it would take me to put together the match and also the time it would take me to get prepared and be in ring shape for a WrestleMania match. Um, but he did say Ric Flair's trying to get him to get back in the ring because he thinks that Triple H should be making the most in the last few years that he's got as being like, a performer that can go out and have a really good match, essentially. So, uh, a bit sad that didn't happen, but I guess, you know, nice of me explain it just in the most honest terms. Didn't yeah, feel like it could be time wise. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. And finally, uh, I know you're very excited about this one, guys. So I'll put this in the news this week. Rhea Ripley's getting a very special entrance at WrestleMania. Aye, so a few musical guests we've mentioned. Obviously, Bad Bunny's going to be wrestling at the event. He's not going to be performing. We've got Logan Paul, um, you know, brilliant news. Uh, and we have Bebe Rexa, I think that's the pronunciation, who's going to be performing. Um, well, you don't know the... who she is, do you? I don't know who Bebe okay. is. <laughs> I was going to say, I John would know working in radio. Surely Aye. that's a name you'd have to come across. Um, but she's going to be performing the, the, the national anthem, isn't it the national anthem? <laughs> the WrestleMania national anthem, uh, America the Beautiful, the one that they sub in for the actual national anthem. She'll be performing that. But all that goes to the wayside because the big news is Rhea Ripley is going to have a live performance for her um, her WrestleMania entrance. And it is the person that sings the original. Um, obviously, it's not CFO Dollar Sign who do the backing stuff. Uh, but we've got Ash Costello for New Year's Day who's going to be singing in Rhea Ripley. I'm not sure if that's good or bad news. Uh, looking back, I can think of a fair few people that have gone on to lose after uh, being played in. <laughs> but again, a few have won as well. Triple H, I think, has won after being played in by Motorhead, even though he's no one many no, of us. Was it against the Undertaker, mate? He got the streak loss, was it not? So that was Mania 17. Ah, uh, in that case, is Undertaker being played in? <laughs> Undertaker, <laughs> um, Biscuit played in Undertaker at 19. So yeah, there wait. You go. Let me play the Triple H in twice, did I know? Yeah, yeah. Won, I'm sure he won one of them. Yeah, because one, one he was playing um, Bow Down at the King rather than... Aye, aye. So, but I, I think the majority of people that get played in by somebody end up losing. <laughs> but know that you should read into that too much. Either way, just enjoy an entrance. Don't worry about all possibly losing later on. And I don't actually think she will. I think she'll win. Um, but aye, so... Yeah, Ash Costello playing her in it's, it's big news anyway I just uh, my main hope was that they'd add Pyro to the stomp because I worked out that last week I mentioned they'd added Pyro and accidentally missed it by zooming in turns out there's no it's just a sound effect for Pyro so I hope we get Pyro <laughs> as well but either way we've got Ash Costello uh, playing we are up playing Baby Rex adding a, a song and hundreds of celebrities uh, if she's getting a band she's definitely getting Pyro I would say. Aye, I hope so. Yeah, hope I'm so. definitely getting pyro. Um, there'll be, we're recording this on a Tuesday. I'm sure there'll be lots more news to come over the coming days because we've got Hall of Fame and we've got Stand Deliver and then we've got the, the big event itself. So keep your eyes peeled for all that on our uh, social media channels. And thank you very much as ever, Gary. I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about next week. Uh, I'm sure next week will be much busier. <laughs> Hopefully no. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you hear that? 
That is the sound of seagulls. We're back on Fantasy Booking Island, our desert island where anything in wrestling goes. Uh, we set us something to book and we attempt to book it. Um, we left off in the last episode with um, the prospect of having to book Randy Orton against The Fiend at WrestleMania. Um, Gary, you won the last booking uh, when we booked Yokozuna, so you get to choose who goes first on this week's booking. I'm going to get mine out of the way first, and then Alex seems like he's actually prepared, so he can go last. Brilliant. Okay, so the best we've, last. we've got two minutes to book something. Gary, your time starts now. I was so tempted to have Randy Orton in his uh, traditional snake pit match, but I decided against it because uh, <laughs> I've mentioned it so many times. Um, so my match type doesn't really matter, but I think I'm going to say we'll call it a Firefly Funhouse match and have it kind of similar to the way John Cena's uh, match with, with um, Bray Wyatt was. So essentially we're going to have Randy Orton's life flash before his eyes. You know, you can sneak in a load of wee things. My personal one would be having uh, Bray Wyatt shake Randy Orton's hand maybe ungloved since we know about what Randy Orton done backstage with his handshakes in the past. Um, we would also have maybe some callbacks to him being kicked at the Marines, Virgin, his personal life and, and all that kind of thing. But the main crux of this full idea, while we're going to have Randy Orton's life flash before his eyes, the main thing is obviously to spotlight Randy Orton's incredible career and have everything, you know, his problems and all that kind of thing. But that's only a wee secondary. What we're going to do is we're actually going to reverse the hands of time and get us out of having this burnt Bray Wyatt character. Uh, because I don't know where you go for here, so I think we need to, to go backwards. So we have the Bray Wyatt character, obviously, um, is, you know, tormenting Randy Orton all the way through this, making him remember all the traumas that he's uh, made people suffer and, and kind of harping back to his own trauma, getting kicked at the army and all, the, all that kind of thing. So we essentially have Randy Orton starting to remember all this stuff throughout the match. We get flashes coming up during the match. It is just Randy Orton facing the Fiend as the main crux of it, but we have all these flashbacks happening. And then we have a kind of stoppage in what happens in the, the going forward in time for Randy Orton's memories to him almost setting Alexa Bliss on fire and then setting Bray Wyatt on fire. And essentially what happens is this full match has turned out to be cinematic in Randy Orton's mind. He didn't actually set Bray Wyatt on fire. Bray Wyatt is still Bray Wyatt. Well, he's still the fiend, the first fiend. Um, he didn't actually set Bray Wyatt on fire. He spiralled into uh, a extreme mental state and got put in a mental hospital. And the match ends with Randy Orton sitting in a straight jacket in a mental hospital and everything's just normal outside it. The fiend is back to normal. Alexa Bliss is normal. We forget the past six months ever happened and Randy Orton can just come out of the mental hospital being a crazy viper Randy Orton at the end of it and going to win his 15th world title. Take up. <laughs> in the last five minutes, so you can tell I was, I was waffling for a wee bit to try and bulk up my point, but that was the main thing that I wanted to get to. So, I, I've completely nicked it for whatever film I probably seen five years ago. <laughs> so many films. It's not the only one that's been a film. I, 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 I can't even contend with that. I've got, I've got an inkling of an idea, but I don't know how I get to it. Basically, you can start the clock on me. Um, my idea is that. We get to a point in the match where we've got a Fiend versus Orton, we've got all sorts of mysticism and shenanigans, things falling down, lightning bolts, whatever you've got, fire, ring coming up on fire, 
all sorts of matter thing. But at one point, the 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 whole place goes dark. Then the lights go back up, and Brewa, uh, the fiend, has got a new follower, and Alistair Black, who is basically let's just think of, he's maybe got sort of face pain or something, something to make him stand out as a. That's the spookiest thing you can think of. Yeah, let's think of something spooky. He's looking spooky-ish. Uh, Alistair Black, who basically roundhouse kicks and Randy Orton, then basically punts him and becomes the legend killer himself. He kills the legend of Randy Orton and he's suddenly given by the fiend the mantle of the legend killer and Randy Orton written off a telly pretty much for six months to a year, whatever. And then Alistair Black helps obviously the fiend, gives gets him the win and then goes on to become the fiend's disciple and become a legend killer himself and goes around and basically wipes out your Rey Mysterios, your Jeff Hardys uh, and takes on that kind of mantle of Randy Orton until we get some sort of match at Royal Rumble or next year's WrestleMania when Randy Orton returns and we have legend killer versus legend killer. I'm sold if we can call that faction of uh, The Fiend, Alistair Black and Alexa Bliss Spooky Club. Spooky Club, yes. <laughs> So it means John can file yes. the copyright. We can sue the WWE for the rights to that. Cease and desist. Yeah, absolutely. Cease and desist. That's, that's what I've got. I've just, I just, Alistair Black, again, someone that's just fallen through the cracks and sitting there and catering, doing nothing for such a talented guy. And, you know, there's all sorts of rumours and innuendo about what's happened there. But anyway, um, that's what I'd like to see happen. Alex has got something up his sleeve. Can it beat Gary's? So, Alex has cheated this week. And Alex has called in some outside assistance. Now, his outside assistance might be questionable. So, it's not a person. I will I will read you what I have here. And we'll see if you can uh, identify where I've got this from. <clears throat> a short story by Kay Fable. Bray Wyatt looked at the blunt lantern in his hands and felt unstable. He walked over to the window and reflected on his psychedelic surroundings. He had always loved the dark Firefly Funhouse with its mangled, massive manifestations. It was a place that encouraged his tendency to feel unstable. Then he saw something in the distance, or rather, someone. It was the figure of Randy Orton. Randy was a wild snake with fake hair and an ugly jumper. Bray gulped. He glanced at his own reflection. He was a fiendish, predatory fear drinker with a hollow mask and a burnt foot. <laughs> His friends saw him as a freshly squeezed, fried fiend. Once he had even helped an anxious Alexa Bliss recover from a flying accident. But now, even the fiendish person who had once helped an anxious Alexa Bliss recover from a flying accident was prepared for what Randy-ish Orton had in store today. As Bray stepped outside, Randy came closer. He could see the broad glint in his eye. I'm here because I want revenge, Randy bellowed in a violent tone. He slammed his fist against Bray's chest with the force of 8,113 kittens. I friggin' hate you, Bray Wyatt. Bray looked back, even more surprised, and still a little bit burnt. Randy, why did you burn me, he replied. They looked at each other with shocked feelings, like two fresh, faff-dorking wolves howling at a very sly WrestleMania slime, which had metal music playing in the background and two vile uncles terrorising to the beat. Suddenly, Randy lunged forward and tries to RKO Bray in the face. Quickly, Bray, Bray grabbed the lantern and brought it down to Randy's skull. Randy's stickling head trembled and his ugly foot wobbled. He looked nostalgic, his body red raw like a slapped ancient Ric Flair. And then he let out an agonising groan and collapsed to the ground. Moments later, Randy Orton was dead. Bray Wyatt went back inside and made himself a nice drink of the fear. The end. Written by an artificial intelligence. Whoa! 
What? Yeah, so I've been playing around with, I've been trying to get some good deepfakes to work, and I thought I could apply the same thing to story generation. Turns out you can, it's just not very good yet. You can go further than this, but you have to learn like script writing and feed it scripts. So, but that was generated from an AI. So wow. Feel we are going to get beaten by a machine this week, and that's no fun. <laughs> right. So, there you have it. You've got Alex with his AI, you've got Gary, which I think is personally my favourite, uh, with Randy Orton end up in the Lunatic Asylum in a straitjacket and rewriting history, or you've got my Alistair Black taking on the mantle of the legend killer. Um, we're going to have all that up on our uh, Patreon. You can vote on your favourite, and we'll get the results for you on uh, the Wrestling Daft Watch Along uh, this weekend, so we can basically slag off the person that lost. Uh, so please get up and vote for that now, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and we'll be looking for more of your suggestions for Fantasy Booking Island. So um, I thought we'd just take a time out this week to just, because it's such a mad week for wrestling, uh, I thought we'd just look at Stand the Liver, which is coming over two nights, and have a quick look at the matches, get your thoughts on these guys, if that's all right. Uh, we missed one thing in the news. We what mentioned we all your musicians. Opening Stand and Deliver is Nita Strauss. Oh, oh my favourite. Yeah, that oh, was just announced she... last night, so there you oh, go. No, because of course it's the theme tune for Stand and Deliver. I was about to say, because the NXT theme is played by Slipknot. <laughs> it was announced uh, by Alice Cooper as well, which is pretty oh, cool. cool. Obviously, obviously, he's the front man of the band you're pleasing. So. Why they have not got Adam Ant opening uh, Stand and Deliver, they're really missing a trick. I think Adam Ant lives in like rural Norwich somewhere. Probably. All right, okay, so it might struggle with his travel restrictions then. But if Nita Strauss does not play Stand and Deliver by Adam and the Ant, I will be sorely disappointed. Anyway, great tune. Um, so night one, it happened on Wednesday. It'll be interesting. It goes up against AEW. AEW obviously stacking the card this Wednesday to try and uh, it, it will be embarrassing if TakeOver Night 1 gets beaten by AEW Dynamite. Um, Mike Tyson on Dynamite now. Yeah, uh, like, just announced in the past couple of minutes. Why we're Mike Shaq Tyson will be announced Dynamite. soon, no doubt as well. For, uh, Christian versus Randy Sting versus... Uh, live on television, guys. Come on. Oh, just man. Well, although apparently there was a wee snippet that happened on... Uh, on uh, elevation. I keep going to say evolution. Uh, a wee snippet on elevation. Apparently, Lance Archer called out Sting, so it does look like that's the way we're going there. Um, ah. So, so it looks like we do need to watch elevation for storyline stuff. Then. Oh, we don't have to watch dark, but we do have to watch elevation. I thought it was dark elevation. I'm so <laughs> oh. some kind of odd canon. I don't quite get the tier system they're going for there, but that's oh. new. I don't, I don't understand it in Scotland. So why would I understand it with AEW? Exactly. Uh, so starting off night one, we saw this happen on NXT. We, we talked about it in the takeover. It was the gauntlet match for the North American title. Um, and in that match, uh, the winner will go on to face um, uh, Johnny Gargano on night two. We've got Leon Ruff. We've got Isaiah Swerve Scott. We've got Bronson Reed, Cameron Grams, uh, Dexter Loomis and L. A night, Elliot Knight coming in last because he, he, he was. You pick out Leon Ruff and you just put Kashida in there. That's like a John Midcard NXT wet dream match right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean it. It, it is. It is uh, a good lineup, and you know, I I love I love a gauntlet match. I, I have to say, I'm a big fan of the gauntlet been match. Well, in WWE recently, like I can't remember the last bad gauntlet match we had since that big Seth Rollins one a couple of years ago. They've just kept throwing them out, and they've always been good since. Even the one that um, I think Sasha Banks won, but the one that Ruby Riot I always remember shining in. Uh, obviously she's not really kicked on since but that one was brilliant and the Seth Rollins one was obviously very memorable and then I came out on recently yeah I imagine this one will be a, be a cracker as well um, who are you picking who, who's your pick I really don't want Gargano to keep the title and I hate saying it because I love Johnny Gargano I just feel like him having the title is a waste of the title because he doesn't need the title to be interesting yeah uh, I'd, I'd love Dexter Loomis to get a run with it. I think that could be an interesting prospect Apart for that, I mean, I'm I'm kind of annoyed it's no Kashida, and I'm not even the biggest Kashida fan. Maybe they'll just <laughs> but, come and add him at the last minute. Aye, maybe. I, I think. Um, I think. It, uh, I I always envisioned that the next North American champion would either be Kashida, Cameron Grimes, or Bronson Reed, or well, Damien Priest. Cameron Grimes against Gargano, though, are they? That's I know. Like... I just can't be a thing. So I think Dexter Loomis is the way to go. I'm not going to be too upset if Gargano keeps it. I just feel like, you know, he doesn't need it. I think he's so interesting without it that you can you can have him without the title. But Perhaps we don't see like Austin Theory in there just to try and, you know, throw him in the Yeah, well, Austin Theory got eliminated uh, in last week's when they were doing the, the uh, Battle Royale. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested if I've had Austin Theory in that mix, but obviously he'll be involved some some way, I suspect, in the, in the match on night two. But, yeah, I, I would go Dexter Loomis in that one. I, th- I think he's got a chance. Bronson Reed would be an interesting one. Um, I, so- I, I think he's got all the potential in the world, and we've not quite seen his character unleashed fully. Obviously, yeah. we get the... I, I love his entrance. I think his entrance is the yeah, best thing in the planet. Uh, but I, I think he'd be interesting as well. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, Loomis for me. Loomis for you, Alex? No, I'm going to go with Isaiah Swerve Scott because he seems to oh. get all these high-profile positions. I don't I like every takeover card that just seems to be Swerve Scott inserted. They like him. He's not doing anything. So Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, let's move on. Uh, the Vacant Tag Team Championships is on night one as well. Um, obviously, this came about with um, the, the injury to Danny Birch. Um, so we've got the Vacant. They've thrown this together, and I mean, give me all this. I think it's would be a great match. MSK versus... Oh, sorry, I'll let you think. No, MSK versus Grizzle Young Veterans versus Legado del Fantasma. How much have we seen Fantasma as a tag team up until this point? Not very much. We've seen bits and bobs of them, to be fair. They, like, they're surprised. there to take the pin. Yeah, like, yep. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised maybe they don't have like a, a like an Imperium or someone in here as well. Or if you've got back Breeze and Dango, why don't you have Breeze and Dango in here? Imperiums are really, I, I don't know why they're not in it. That would make sense. It would make complete <laughs> sense to have Imperium involved Considering in it. Considering well. they, the, they were the champs less than six months ago, did Birch mm. and Lorcan take them off Imperium? Yes. No, 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 oh, no, no this that guy. Because Imperium held them for about three seconds. Yeah. Yeah, so hence it would make sense to put them back in the vacant match, especially when there's a Walter match on the same night on the card. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I mean, they've, they've went with us. I'm assuming Imperium are going to involve maybe potentially in, in the Walter match, and there's maybe going to be a Timothy Thatcher angle going in somewhere, I think, yeah, potentially. So maybe that's why they're, they're, they're keeping that yeah, away. Walter versus Champa. 
Yeah, you can see the. I just can't believe that Walter has to take a flight between um, Wednesday and Thursday to get back for his match, <laughs> <laughs> his match with Rampage Brown on on the not pre-recorded NXT pre uh, UK pre. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! It's, it's amazing that WWE have their own Concord. The only one that's still used in Vince McMahon uses it privately just to get Walter back across. Can get out of the the quarantine situation. That's that's amazing! Incredible! Incredible! <laughs> um, but MSK, but. I, I think they're going to put it on. I think it's too early for MSK. I think it's. I, I think I'm, I, I thought you were about to say the exact same thing I was thinking. I think Grizzled Young Veterans. I think Grizzled Young Veterans. And like you say, Gary, it'll be Ogada Del Fantasma that'll uh, take the pin. And then that'll set up a nice little rivalry between MSK and Grizzled Young Veteran, which has been building yeah. anyway. So I can't... long overdue for them to get the titles. That's, yeah. Man, they, they, they need a good runway. You'd I argue like... they'd have got it sooner if it wasn't Aye. pandemic. They'd, have, they'd have been here full time beginning of last summer, you'd have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're all going for because young veterans in that one. Uh, now this is pro- potentially we'll, we'll talk about what's going to be our match of the, the full two nights, but this is definitely in contention. Volter versus Tommaso Ciampa. Oh yes, give me some of that. Um, there was Timothy. You know, we built to this match. Uh, Timothy Thatcher's been involved, and then Timothy Thatcher's gone missing, and Imperium we're getting the blame. Volta returned uh, as the ring general a few weeks back, uh, and it's after the UK Championship from um, as uh, Tommaso Ciampa then set up a, a match for the UK Championship. Uh, uh, Timothy Thatcher's going to be involved some way along the way in this one, isn't he? Has to be. There's I no think Ciampa's going to end up playing like a heavy Johnny Gargano role in this match. Because, you know, I'd always class the NXT Johnny Gargano matches as the ultimate underdog matches where he comes back and just, it's a continual comeback story. Is that exactly how they're going to book this match? Maybe. Because it feels like they are. It feels like that's how they're going to book everyone who's under six foot against Alton. But then, is it UK, does any have the, does, do they give Champa the, the UK championship belt? No chance. No, no chance. No chance. That's, that, that, that's. Without, again, going into spoilers, that definitely doesn't happen. <laughs> but, um, are you trying to say that you've heard things about a pre-recorded, a non-pre-recorded show that's happening next what, week? Are you trying to say that Rampage Brown wins the, the championship <laughs> on uh, NXT? No, no, as far as I know, that doesn't happen. Right, either, okay, but, uh, okay. But, but, you mean uh, could be a world of sport and NXT UK champion? <laughs> no, but um, what interests me is I don't think they would do this. Uh, because we've seen that happen recently. Imagine they made this a squash match. I was honestly <laughs> thinking they could do that. Like, you book it the exact same way you book Drake versus um, Balta. You write off Champa for a couple of months. It gives Champa something coming back fresh. Gives him or, a story. Or Killer Cross Champa. <laughs> yeah. Killer Cross the demolish Champa. So why wouldn't Walter? So uh, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like so. I don't think it will happen, but. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go hundred percent on that. I think, I think the only way I don't think it's going to be a squash match is there's only four matches a night. Mm. So unless in this one, like I'd say, maybe if it was on the second night, then you'd maybe push the NXT Championship match or the unsanctioned match really long, and then push yeah, this I... really short. But yeah. I don't, there's nothing on this first night card. Oh, it's a gauntlet match, isn't it? Actually, yeah. So that's going yeah, it's a gauntlet. Hour. Okay, I take that back. Maybe it might be a squash, and also a good chance for um. At least tethered somehow uh, broadcast restrictions because it's on TV. (laughs) 
I hope everybody uh, is watching on video just to see what happened. That was just some beer that went down the wrong way around. Alex, you're right. Uh, so but I take it we've all got Volta for that one then. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I, it's more of a question of how long a match is going to be more than who wins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, the, the main event, they, they put some heat on it on NXT this week, but we've got Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Shirai, you know, Going and calling out Gonzalez in this after uh, beating Tony Storm. Um, uh, Gonzalez has been booked very, very strong in the last wee while. Um, you know, she's had Dakota Kai by her side, but I, I think that'll kind of shift away. Um, and obviously won the, the tag belts and then lost them to put Gonzalez in this position. I think it's time that Gonzalez gets the title. And I think that's probably the way it'll go. What do you think? Agreed. Yeah. Yep. I think it's long overdue as well. I love Io Shirai, but I feel like it's yet again getting to that point where it's like someday has to beat her. Like it's getting the way it was for quite a bit of the end of Asker's reign for me, where I was like, Ugh. like I like her as champion, but I feel like it's not doing her much good just being a dominant champion. And Raquel Gonzalez, I do think it is like the perfect time for her. I, I don't feel like it's all they should have done this six months ago or anything like that. I feel like it is the perfect time to give her the title and I think not giving her it now would make it long overdue when it happens now I think it's the, the, the right time well if you weren't going to give it to her why would you bother taking the tag titles off her and Kai why Aye, would you not exactly. the runner exactly so Gonzalez we reckon in that one right night two then let's move on to that and it's the Cruiserweight Championship that will look to kick things off as uh, Jordan Davis talking Pinto. about the match that's going to steal the weekend this could be that. This match. potentially could be Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. Of course, Jordan Devlin never lost the championship, was sidelined uh, due to injury, COVID, other things as well. Uh, so, you know, they created the new title, which Escobar won in the tournament, um, and we're now into a ladder match uh, similar to Razor and Sean. Um, at WrestleMania 10, and both belts are going to be hanging above the ring for this one. What do you think, boys? I think this is going to be a, it's fucking a tough one to call. It's a and tough I, one to call. I think both the Irish boys are going to lose. Oh, I, I was going to say, I've got Devlin. I think they're going to bring, I think they're going to do something with both the Irish boys. I think they've been trying to do it for ages, and now it's, they're going to bring Devlin across the US full time. And I reckon they're going to do something with Bala as a, as a little faction. So I can see them both losing as a reason for them to join together. The Balor Club could have more than one member. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it could officially be be something because do you know what I mean? There's a great bit of history between them, and I think that I think it's the same. I'd say the same about Balor as well. So we'll talk about that later, obviously, as I would about Oscar. It's probably time for that to drop. So I'd quite like to see Devlin and Balor together. I like when they put wrestlers together who have history, like legitimate history that you don't have to make up. It just makes sense. It's logical. Yeah, I, I can't decide with that. I think there's a lot more story to tell with Legado del Fantasma, I think, and they need the title to legitimise the, the the faction. So I'm, I'm kind of going to, I'm saying towards Santos Escobar on this one as well. Who else you put in with the Cruiserweight Championship after this? Because like they've not really been that heavily featured on NXT. No, they haven't. It's like a, Escobar kind of like, they built Escobar and then yeah. Escobar got there and then it's just sat there. 
and there's been no one. Leon Ruff gets involved in that. I was going to say him or Swerve. Yeah, Swerve kind of loses the gauntlet. It's like, fuck it, I'll get the secondary secondary championship and go for the cruiserweight. It almost feels like that belt should be on 205 Live, but obviously they they watch his 205 Live. (laughs) (laughs) Is it not? Does Does he go across the 205 Live ever? I think so. I but not that often. I don't. Uh, I don't watch it that much, so I can't tell you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> tell you, guys, <laughs> we are the fucking problem. Here. <laughs> I know exactly right. So, uh, Gary, you're thinking? Uh, I'm thinking Devlin. I I just got a wee sneaky suspicion that Devlin's going to take it. I feel like the Legado Delta and Fantasma stuff. I feel like it was so hot at the start, and it's just it's not quite can be expected. And I think if you're going to all that hassle, like getting Devlin to go over to the states. I feel like you gave my title win, even though I would rather it stayed on Escobar. And I think there is, you know, definitely scope in Balor being a partnership. I think that is a really good shout. But for some reason, I'm just, when I'm picturing it in my head, I'm picturing Jordan Devlin at the top of the ladder. Okay. Uh, Shotzi and Ember versus The Way. I think we can just, we can, you know, um, they, you know, knocked off, uh, they got the titles really quickly off of Dakota Kai and Gonzalez, Shotzi and Ember. Now it's Indy Hartwell and Candice looking to take the titles. I, I can only see this going one way. I think it'll be short saying Ember retaining. Can you imagine if they hot potato the NXT women's tag team miles in like in the first three weeks, three different champions? Could you imagine the backlash? Yeah, it can only go one way. I, I feel like, and I always say it with these kind of matches, if it's on a big event, then I always think there might be a split. And if I think there's going to be a split, then I guess it would be Ember and Shot say that would be it of the two, but I do think it's way too soon. I think I would probably go for them retaining, and then maybe that's done the line. Yeah, um, Johnny Gargano, North American Championship, already kind of discussed. Um, we reckon that's probably going to come off him, do we think? Yeah, ah, yeah I think yeah. Loomis is whoever the challenge anyone that wins the gauntlet match. Um, then we come to the unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, obviously. The undisputed. Do we have fans for takeover? Apparently so. Apparently it's uh, in a um a separate location was what I heard, but I don't know. Oh really? I thought it was at the performance center. I that was something that I'd heard that was in a separate location, but I'm not sure if it actually came to anything. Because um, mm-hmm. I have no sold tickets. Is would they would they cinematicize up this match a little bit? Like just no. try and like similar to way the way they did uh, Champa Gargano. Like kind of stylize it a little bit, add a little bit of pre-recorded. I stuff don't think so. I don't. I think it's, it'll be a straight down the middle wrestling match. This, um, obviously, at Vengeance Day, the you know, Cole super kicked O'Reilly with the split up of the undisputed era. Roddy Strong might feature at some point. Do we see a return of Bobby Fish, maybe as well? Uh, no. possibly. I mean, it would be the time to do it, I guess, when you've yeah, actually did- got the big blow-off takeover match. Did we just have a clean Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly? Who knows? I mean, unsanctioned match. We know what's going to. Cole's got to lose, though. You can't. Ah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be Kyle O'Reilly winning. I. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, there's no point of having an undisputed era split for Adam Cole to just sit on top. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. really, we're going to change the status quo. We're just going to have Adam Cole the same as he was, but without his lackeys. Yeah, I think I think uh, Kyle O'Reilly wins this, and we start to see the build. And then I think we we do get to the point where we have an undisputed era um, face off, whether that's a four way between the four of them, or we have a tag with uh, 
you know, strong siding with Kyle and uh, maybe Bobby Fish siding with Adam Cole. I think that's the way they'll probably build that. Yeah, something like that. And then finally, uh, Finn Bauer versus Karrion Cross. Um, Bauer obviously has had the title for more than six months now, yeah, because Cross was forced nah, to vacate yeah, yeah. it. Um, Cross has come back in. He's looking like the end game baddie. Um, I can, I can. Again, I think he just gets the belt back. I would love it if we get Demon Balor and he beats Cross, but I still don't see it. I think it's way too soon. I don't think it's, it's been too built. soon. I Aye. thought the exact same thing. Uh, they, they protect that Demon Bower really, and we've not seen any hints of the Demon. No, he did sort of mention something about it in a promo recently, but I don't think we've we've hinted enough. Um, to... No, no enough. Like you think they normally are, you know, there's always a brick with us. They would have wee vignette things and all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I think maybe the nine, you know, maybe they have Carrying Cross win the title and then Balor goes to find himself and then. Demon comes back to to win it, so yeah. I, I think it's got to be cross. The, yeah, only... the, the Balor the Balor title run is as much as I love seeing Balor with that belt. They haven't been able to do much with it because of a COVID and b the injuries that have ensued during the run. So yeah, it's, it's been a forgettable run, unfortunately. Yeah, I the only thing I can see that Balor retains is if they're thinking about putting Carrying Cross up to the main roster. I think they'll they'll do a Keith Lee. They'll put the belt on him before they put him up. Because they think Aye. it legitimizes the former NXT champion carrying cross. Yeah. Well, yes, but yes, a former. Oh, yes. Only lasted a day, but yes. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's see how much that legitimizes you, because we all remember that happening. But they Aye. could. I mean, they could. I mean, he is for me that Brock Lesnar style end game body that they could really do with up in the main roster at the moment. Ah, yeah, I think any star power. <laughs> and I think he's got it. I think he's like the entrance alone, you know. Uh, e- even though, like, you know, if you mention the name, a lot of people might not even know his name, but I think this, he's one of the guys that when you see the him, Ballard just... die the second yeah. he goes up to the main roster, he's just got that something presence wise that people are drawn to. So I, 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 but again, how do you do that? Because having him lose might not be the way to do it. You might need him to destroy Finn Balor. <laughs> and, be disqualified. I'd uh, be disqualified by, uh, it would need to be something like that. And do you know what? I've not got on my list. And I can't believe it. I've not missed it off my list here. Kashida versus Pete Dunne. We haven't even talked about that. <laughs> I was, I was going to kind of mention that. Like, you said this was the match we're most excited about and you've just not mentioned it. Too excited almost. Too, I can't believe it. I almost missed it off my list. Um, I'm just checking what night it's been on because I don't know if it's been announced yet. Uh, <laughs> Is it? Sorry, John, but I don't think uh, your man's winning that one either. <laughs> Kushida? No, can't no, see it. Not against <laughs> beat done. Dunn's on a tear. Like I think, Aye. I mean, you saw the way they booked him against Balor. Like he was very unlucky to lose that match. I night one, night one is sorry, it's Kushida versus uh, Pete Dunn, which got added uh, just last week. That's why it's off my list here. Just say, no, Kushida's winning this. Kushida's winning this. Nah, don't see it. Honestly, I think I think Pete Dunn is going to be built to be like a main event talent, and I don't think you can do that. Yeah, I lose. I lost to Kushida so soon. And um, are you winding me up here? No, no. I like, and I like. I really like Kushida, but I think no, when you you're not. <laughs> I love Back to the Future. Come on, <laughs> but no, I think um, he's just a rubbish Kenny Williams anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I just think um, they've brought Pete Dunn here. They've, they've built him. You know, they've chucked him in the match with. Pat McAfee and Adam Cole and all that stuff. I don't think you have him lose to Kushida. I think you have him win, and then I think he ends up back belting towards the top. 
Plus, you look at how fucking ripped Pete Dunn got when he was off. Aye. I mean, if you furloughed an employee and they come back looking like that, you're like, okay, you have used your time productively. You are getting a push. And he's also, um, I don't I don't know how much he's doing in NXT, but he is also well in with the backstage producing and stuff like that. He does a lot of that in NXT UK. Not that I'm saying he would write himself into one, but I feel like he's that favoured backstage that people would be like, I wish I'd push him. But where, where did he go? H, so, I mean, where would he have learned that from? Uh, <laughs> where, do, where does he go? Where does Pete Dunn go though? I can see Kushida going in the main event, but then if they're putting to keep the the title on Cross, then you got heel Dunn, Cross. You know where do, where do they go with that? The turn mm. face against Pat. Mm. Dunn versus Pat. Turn not done enough with Pat to do that. I don't think. Yeah, the Pat thing kind of came in well. I'm surprised it's not a Pat McAfee match on this. I'm disappointed. It's not a Pat McAfee match for most. Our boy Pat's on. All right, okay then. So there we go. Right, uh, match of the. What do you think is going to be the big Pat match on the card then? Cole O'Reilly. Count Cole O'Reilly, Alex. Devlin versus uh, yeah, the, the, the ladder match. And I'm going to say it's a, I'm to, tossed between Walter versus Champa or Kashida versus Dunn. Ah. Kashida versus Dunn, there you go. I'm saying that I think that'll be match in the night on match of the night. Because you're now thinking Walter versus Champ is going to be a squash match. Well, I also think Shirai Gonzalez and the tag team match could easily be up there as well. So we've oh, mentioned about six different matches that I could know, it's, it's, it's a stat. <laughs> All of the matches could be match of the night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a stat card that really is. Uh, so enjoy Takeover if you're watching it. Okay. <laughs> So that's it for Wrestling Daftar Marks. It's a, a long one this week. We build up to WrestleMania. Remember, you can get more content this week. Get over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Rab and Grado back with um, the main show on Friday. And they're going to be doing a, a big list of wrestling daft on the Patreon as well. There's lots going on. Uh, basically, a uh, list of wrestling daft on the main show this week, however, is going to be the best WrestleMania. Um, Grab's going to be ranking them, and there's obviously, obviously, one obvious one that always gets mentioned. What's your favourite WrestleMania, Alex? Does it the one that's generally done in Roman numerals that everyone only refers to in Roman numerals that Fred Durst is also very associated with? Yes, it is. Is okay. that your favourite? I think you should ban that from this chat. I think you should from WrestleMania weekend. You're not allowed to use the digit 17. Yeah, okay. Uh, so out with 17, what's your favourite? See, then, then it becomes a problem, doesn't it? <laughs> because 17 is the favourite. Um, I also quite like, I quite like 19. I know that that's another complete cop-out because you... That, that is the second choice for everybody. <laughs> I quite like 30 because I'm a huge Daniel Bryan fan and at the time I was truly championing Daniel Bryan as my hometown hero because, you know, he's from Aberdeen, I'm from Aberdeen. It doesn't matter that the Aberdeen's different. I love it. I think 31 was brilliant. And that's the one that got me back into wrestling as well, because I'd kind of veered away from it, even though it was only about six years ago. Um, but I thought that was just a brilliant one start to finish, because obviously I loved Sting Triple H. Um, but you had Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental title at the start of that one. And then yeah. obviously the heist of the century at the end. And that for me is like probably one of the greatest WrestleMania moments ever. So yeah, I watched that one on my phone in a camper out and a camper van in like the back ass part of Australia. <laughs> so that was probably my favourite. Uh, I'm going to go 30. I think 30, just the story with Daniel Bryan through it, with the double, doing the double match. You know, you had the... Uh, 
Brock Lesnar, obviously breaking the streak. Ah, the streak ending. Oh, we, we haven't mentioned, oh no, because we can't really mention the big Eddie, he who must not be named moment because it's got he who must be named, not be named in it, can we? Damn it. I take, I, I take that back. Well, um, Chris Benoit is named on the Peacock listings on the, the WWE Network now. His name has been put back in, so they've censored a lot of things, but Chris Benoit's name is not one of them. Okay, you, so you can say his name again. Okay, fair enough. Well, I quite like the ending of that. I mean, obviously, it's tarnished now on hindsight, but it's a beautiful moment when you've got Eddie and Chris to close yeah. out WrestleMania. Well, you can choose your favourite um, and get that on to Rab and Grado this week for the list of Wrestling Daft. Uh, lots of our stuff will be talking about uh, Wrestling Confusions, some more songs for Grado and Wrestling Daft Road Stories. We want to hear from you on that as well. Uh, so, yeah, get all that into us. It's a packed week of wrestling. You, you know, just because you need more wrestling content this week, um, please get involved in our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We'll see you hopefully on the watch along this Saturday on there. Until next time, enjoy WrestleMania and you keep marking out because there's a hell of a lot of marking out to be done this week. Audio Frontier. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.